Hey, what's up, everybody? This is Drew, and I want to welcome you back to Learn How to See Better. It's the only podcast out there that'll improve your vision the longer you listen. And in today's episode, I wanted to take a few minutes to share something valuable for those that are interested in learning about real estate. Yeah, not everybody's interested in the topic, but oddly enough, I came into uh, the arena of real estate investing some time ago now, and one of the first experiences that I had was an unpleasant one. It was actually a pretty painful one. It was one that I remember, and I can laugh a little bit now when I think back to telling the story of all the things that I did wrong and all the errors in judgment that I made, but at the time, it wasn't very funny. So I thought that uh, it would be good for me to share a few simple tips for landlords because I've been able to have the opportunity to work with a handful of investors. And one of the things that I find as it pertains to rental properties is you might not think that there's a whole lot to it, but there is a whole lot to it to do it successfully. And when you think of all the different things that go on in this space, um, there are some very basic things that you want to keep in mind that will help set you up for success. And when I think about if I would have had even one of these tips, I might have been in a better position to not, uh, how shall I say, suffer through the first time experience. But this is a positive episode and I'm sharing good things because I didn't know what I didn't know at the time. And now that I do know these things, I want to be able to hopefully help prepare someone for success, whether they are entering the rental property, uh, marketing and management arena for the first time, or they're looking for a new way to do the same old thing that they've been doing for some time. And it's really about preparing for success. I mean, think about any venture that you go into. You could want to go into, uh, you know, mountain climbing, rock climbing. You might want to get into whitewater river rafting and a kayak, right? And to have success in any of those endeavors, one of the most important things is to be prepared for a successful journey. And I use those extreme examples and scenarios because if you don't have all the right equipment, when you head down that river in the whitewater uh, rafting scenario in your kayak, there may be no positive end to your story. So positive outlook, positive outcome. And the stakes are a lot higher in that arena. But similarly, in the business of rental real estate, there's some responsibilities involved, right? This isn't just a hobby, it's a business. You're exchanging a service, you're exchanging a product, a good, your your place to live that you're providing someone and they're giving you money in exchange. So that's business. And there's certain things that you have to do with regards to business that I'll talk to in a moment. But the idea, again, isn't to scare anyone off. It's really to keep things very simple. Because think about it. When we even get exposed to the idea of rental properties or being a landlord or profiting from investment real estate, passive income from investment properties, positive cash flow, are all these buzzwords starting to really ring in your ear if you've listened this far, if they've got you smiling and nodding, then okay, guess what? There's some very logical and reasonable data points that you can look at and say, wow, 
it might make a lot of sense for me to own a rental property. Maybe have a house to live in and a house to rent, right? You upgrade your current house and you don't necessarily have to or want to sell that house before you upgrade. Well, now you have an income producing opportunity if such a thing interests you. But it's so important to be prepared for success. And when I kind of looked at all the different things that I wasn't doing in the very beginning, I guess I could let you in on a a few of the little micro stories of that experience now, but they all kind of boiled down when I looked at it into one of just a handful of categories. And as I said before, it's really about preparation. So I want to talk about some of those categories a little bit here, because I think that if you combine this all, it kind of sits together nicely as, as a little bit of a framework for uh, success at a basic level, just to help you understand the big animal pictures of how you can look at evaluating uh, the rental property marketing and management arena. If you want to own rentals and get money from renting out houses, one or more, these are you know four key areas that you would want to uh, consider thinking about before you get started. And the first of these is the criteria. The criteria that you have. Okay, bam. I wave my magic wand and a a free and clear rental property (laughs) falls into your lap that you now own. But you got to rent it. That's the only clause uh, to this little imaginary scenario here. And if you got this property for rent and you own it free and clear, you know, what are you trying to do with it? What are you trying to do with it? Are you trying to just get someone to rent it as fast as possible? Are you trying to capitalize on whatever the market can bear? I might not have shared the idea that, you know, uh, this property that dropped in your lap free and clear might not be updated to the latest, most modernized standards when you walk into a, a new construction build or new construction home, right? So what are the criteria that you have? I knew when my scenario unfolded for me and I had a rental property that I needed to get rented quick, fast, and in the double. I was looking at anyone that would fog a glass. I just want to get this property rented. I don't want my property vacant. And I don't want to have to cover this mortgage anymore since I won't be living in the property. So my criteria were very basic. But the flaw in that philosophy was I didn't give it much attention. I didn't think about where the criteria of, okay, are you going to uh, put the first applicant in the property? Or are you going to maybe consider um, looking at qualifications of the applicant, right? Um, you know, there's you need to treat everyone fairly and go through the process of, of, of showing a property and letting people know what's A-OK as far as the use of the property and what's not. Have you thought about those things? Is there brand new carpet and there's a strict no pet policy? These are some of the criteria. Maybe there is a financial obligation tied to the property like a loan. Let's say you're leaving the old property behind as you upgrade. Well, you got to get your mortgage paid. All right, well, the criteria is I would like to rent the house out for more than what I pay every month. How about that? Let's make this positive income and not negative income. And this is just a handful of things, but all I knew at the time was I needed someone to cover my mortgage. And I heard that you were supposed to cash flow off of rental real estate as in positive cash flow. So I said, okay, here's what my mortgage looks like. Let's tack on a few hundred dollars on top of that. And that sounds good to me. And that was about all I knew at the time. Kind of crazy, right? But those were my criteria. I want to get it rented. I want to make some money. 
bam, let's go. But I hadn't thought about so many of those other things, you know, the criteria for, uh, you know, does, does a resident need to have a stable income or stable rental history or, you know, a, a clean background check, just little things, right? Never crossed my mind. Hey, you want to move in and you're available now and you'll uh, give me some money today. Okay, let's go. But there's a whole lot more to it from a preparation standpoint. And so it, it is wise to think of some of these uh, criteria because even as a uh, person looking to live in a community, you may find that there are certain community restrictions. You might be 50 years old and can't move into a certain neighborhood because that neighborhood has an age requirement that says you got to be 55 or older. Go figure, right? But it's just part of the rules of the neighborhoods that are out there. Things you got to be aware of. So similarly, if you listen to this, you're like, oh my, this all sounded so great, but I live in an age-restricted community, so I might have to have that criteria baked into my plan that I'm going to be renting to someone that's also of this age uh, demographic. You're not going to be renting to, you know, young college kids, as an example. That wouldn't make sense. It wouldn't be plausible for the setup. And so your criteria can be such a key thing that's quickly overlooked. And so I talk about that and think about that because taking a little bit of time to think through what your criteria are for a rental property could just be a great idea, something to really consider, something you might want to look at if you've ever thought about doing something like this. Now, I could go on and on and on, but really I just wanted to kind of touch on that idea of as a simple tip for a new landlord, kind of know what you're looking to do or an existing landlord, get clear on your criteria for your property and that will help filter out so much noise and distraction. It's amazing. Now, I got a couple more of these I wanted to, to talk about briefly, but they actually get a little bit bigger. But the concepts, the concepts I think I'll be able to nail pretty quickly. Now, once you got some criteria in place, the next natural thought is, okay, I, I know what I want. Now I got to go get it. I got to go kind of put the word out to the world that I have, you know, I have opportunity here. I have a home for rent. It could be yours. Do something now, right? So, you know, you have to think about what your marketing is, your marketing plan, your marketing budget. You know, when I first got started, I was like, okay, I put a for rent sign in the yard. And that was all I did. Great idea and concept. Everybody that drives by, I'll see that I got a house for rent. But I didn't think about the fact I lived in a gated community and there's not quite as many passers-by in that type of neighborhood because it's kind of designed to not just let people that didn't live there just flow through the neighborhood. So I was like, wow, yeah, I'm not really getting out that much of a word for this property. And so, you know, when you think about marketing, do you have marketing skills? I've got a technology background. I didn't know the first thing about marketing when I got into real estate, but that was something that I didn't even look at trying to do, get someone with marketing experience to help me, right? Know your own skills. And, uh, you know, don't try and uh, improve all those weaknesses on the same day. You might be able to get someone to help you. And so being completely clueless on marketing uh, was one thing that I didn't realize was going to hurt my bottom line. So if you've got marketing skills, fantastic. I'm doing a whole lot better than I was once upon a time. And I'm, I'm proud to be able to say that now. But if you don't, and that's not your cup of tea, Look at ways you can get others to help you. There's even a few hacks of ways that you can kind of get some ideas, some creativity uh, thoughts flowing so that you can create something unique for that property that only you know about and have the highlights for. 
and you need to start brainstorming and making sure those amenities are known so people say, that's the one I want, versus the similarly priced house or apartment down the street, right? So good marketing is important. Let's move on briefly to accounting. <laughs> accounting is never a fun subject when you start thinking about it because we only want to get the income. But imagine if you had a rental property that sat vacant for a month or two or three or four because you didn't have criteria set and you had bad marketing and you didn't have much of an accounting set up to spend on marketing. In my first experience, I had several months of vacancy, meaning I'm still paying for the mortgage in the house I don't live. Ouch. Ouch. Right? I didn't even know how to really document that and say I'm losing money here in this business. <laughs> right? I wasn't even structured as a business. So, you know, having an accounting set up that's optimized for running this business, it's, it's good to go maybe sit down with an expert and talk a little bit more about or see about how you can get a setup that's a little bit more optimized to manage the business of your rental real estate. Because if you're down to your last five bucks in your personal checking account um, and you got some things that you need to do for this rental property, how are you going to handle that, right? There needs to be a little bit of separation there as a best practice to consider uh, thinking about what your current setup is and what transitions you need to make to get ready for business. And that kind of leads into one of the last things that I think is another tip for, for landlords, uh, new and old, uh, more seasoned or experienced, is to just think about your paperwork from time to time. Paper, we're in a digital world. And I mean paperwork from the concept of how we set up our setup. Um, you know, one of the biggest things I think about when it comes to business is it's important to inspect what you expect. And so let's say you are renting a property and you want to have uh, a resident respect the property. Well, part of the respect agreement is going to be indicated in the lease paperwork, right? This is how the property will be treated. This is how the agreement will be stated. Rent's due on the first. I give you clean, affordable, safe housing and you provide rent and the cops aren't calling me saying you're a problem or the house isn't burning down, right? It's a, it's a natural agreement. It's a pretty basic exchange. But having your paperwork set up is really important because I didn't have some of those things when I first got started. And so when I agreed to kind of quote unquote work with them on the security deposit, when I never received that full security deposit, and then I never received any full rent, I realized I didn't have solid paperwork in place to help me address this situation, this pickle that I was in. And so I share that lovingly now because that story ended without any, you know, violence or critical drama to scare me away or have me scare you away in an attempt to say that real estate investing is bad. No, not at all. But there were just a few errors in judgment that I made along the way. I had no criteria. I was clueless when it came to marketing. My accounting was not really set up. And last but not least, my paperwork was a little bit suspect. Had I made a few different choices, primarily to take the time to plan it all, right? and get prepared for success through looking at these key areas, I would have been a much better, I'd have been in a much better position to have success in that first venture in that property. But the beauty of it is when you get 
valuable experience, it doesn't just leave you. It's kind of like riding a bike. Now you know how to ride a bike, you can ride a bike anytime as long as you're physically able. Successful landlording is kind of one of those things that falls into a similar category. I've made a lot of mistakes, but I've learned valuable lessons. Many of those I'm sharing here today, and I hope that you or someone you care about will be able to take something from that and apply that in your uh, business endeavors, right? I may not only I may not be the only source of wisdom that you seek along the way, but just listen to the sound of reason. Apply a good game plan to you and your business, and you're going to be best positioned to have success with your own rental property or properties. So with that, I want to thank you for listening, checking out this episode with a little bit of a business slant to it. If this is more the feel that you like for information like this coming your way, definitely let me know about it. Appreciate your comments, feedbacks. Let me know. But until then, I want to motivate you all to continue having a great summer, enjoying life, getting that balance of work and life as you see fit, as I'm doing as well. It's a great summer to be alive and healthy. Health is wealth, and I want to share that all with you. So until next time, this is your host, Drew Davis. Learn how to see better. It's the only podcast out there that'll improve your vision the longer you listen. Thanks. Catch you on the next episode.